Welcome back. It's the Pay to Play Podcast. It's Frank Guy, joined by James Zajikowski, and we are your one-stop shop for all your sports and finance talk. It's episode 82 today, folks. And, you know, we'll do a quick recap of the Olympics. We'll talk about MLB baseball a little bit. Really, really, it's kind of a dead period in sports on, what is it, August 18th right now? Wednesday, August 18th. Uh, but then James and I, yeah, we'll talk a little MLB. We'll talk a lot about NFL fantasy. That's really what what's kind of on our radar. we got a draft coming up ourselves. So we'll go through a few scenarios there for fantasy drafting implications. And then, uh, you know, we'll move into the finance section and see what's going on in the market. Uh, maybe a little college football in there too. I forgot about that. But uh, James, what do you want us? What do you want us to get us started? Started with? Sorry. You know, you mentioned the Olympics, and I think it's it was unfortunate we didn't record an episode during that time. The busy guys that we are, you we were bouncing back between Florida yeah. and Ohio and Iowa yeah, for a little bit. Let's talk about us for a second. Yeah, yeah. I was I was down in Florida, uh, and then uh, went to Hinterland Music Festival in Iowa with a couple of buddies. Drove ten hours through the night. Um, have had a lot of fun in the cornfields of Iowa. Uh, met a lot of good people from the Midwest. It was a really, really good time. But what, where were you at? You were South Carolina, Hilton Head? Yeah, I went to Hilton Head with the family for a week. That was great. Uh, you know, got away from the world a little bit. Came back and then went to the Dead & Company concert earlier this week. Uh, Bill Walton was there, actually. I'm bummed I missed him. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was really living in the moment from the social media posts I saw. But they are fantastic. John Mayer does a great job uh, covering, and that you know they really get into the whole jam band sort of deal. So we both saw some good live music and bounced around uh, to to nicer weather for the summer. So that's what we were doing. Uh, we caught the Olympics while we were on those trips and whatnot. And I think it's worth calling out just the final medal count. Um, the U.S. did hang on for the most gold medals with thirty nine. China had thirty eight right behind. It was us. a comeback. It was a what a what a battle for the most gold. But yeah. Um, U.S. held it together. Katie Ledecky held together in the pool. So did Caleb Dressel. Um, who else was a standout? Any other standouts for the Americans that you can think of? Kevin Durant, I guess. I think, yeah, men's and women's basketball got it done. I think women's volleyball took home gold, which was, I think, kind of a surprise. And I might be wrong on that, but I think they did. Yeah. Um, I mean, shout out, I mean, shout out any American. that Shout out any Olympic athlete from any country. I, lo- I yeah. love the Olympics. Oh, the uh, who was it? The pole vaulter from Olmstead Falls, oh, yeah. from Cleveland, uh, Katie N- Najette or something like that. I I should do more research on that, but yeah, she hung <laughs> on for the golden pole vault. Worth, I think, you know, worth calling out. U.S. softball was a uh, team that actually took home silver. Japan beat them in heartbreaking fashion, and yeah. uh, U.S. baseball also lost to Japan. Got a silver medal there. And U.S. Women's National Soccer Team, uh, they were a bronze medalist this year. So those were some ones that you might have expected gold, but didn't quite get it. Uh, that's Xander that's Xander Shoffley, our, our golfer, Olympic champ. Um, the Americans take home gold in the Olympic golf. I kind of want to go golf in Japan. I watched a little bit of that. It was it was a pretty nice course. Course looked great. Yeah, it seriously did. And how about this? How about this? We have the Winter Olympics coming up in February this year. Yeah, well, I'm going to say it right it. now. We are going to do an insane prep uh, episode for that. We're, you, the Pay <laughs> Faithful won't be left empty-handed in the winter. We won't be traveling quite as much. Maybe we will. I don't know. But we'll we'll get a good episode out there to prep you for that uh, that whole event. But no, Pretty crazy, Olympics, though, yeah. Five-month hiatus between Olympics. That'll, that'll probably never happen again. Nope, un- unlikely. Uh, 
Unlikely. Um, what's going on in the MLB? I actually want to ask you something that has that we haven't talked about is what do you think about the Cleveland Indians name change to to the Cleveland Guardians? Yeah, this is a little overdue. Um, but to be definitely honest, overdue. definitely overdue. To be honest, I'm okay with it. I know a lot of people don't like it. One of the spiders. I'm one that's like, all right, there's room to grow. I, I don't think right away anyone was going to like any change. But for me, I'm okay with it. I think it could have probably done a little bit better with the logos and some of the, you see some of the designs like fans. Definitely. Have on media. That's my issue. I, I just don't like that we're, we have a C and a G, even though I know we had the script I, I just don't like the G. Um, yeah. It's like the G and the logo. I don't like at all. We could have made a guardian. Fastball logo. G fastball G as they call it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I I'm not gonna, I, I, I'm I not like the name, the guard. I'm going to be calling us the guard instead of the tribe. Guard down, guard down, and guard yeah, down. Know. That's what that's gonna be the saying. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some merchandising opportunities though for us. That's, I'm thinking from a business perspective. We've got this new name. I think we can jump on it before it even exists. Yeah, no, I, I'm here for it. No, I I don't want to spend too much time on that. But around the MLB as a whole, I think the talk of the talk of the town is the San Francisco Giants. They're the best team in baseball record wise to this point. Um, and and you know what? Buster Posey is a guy that's 34 years old, and he probably has himself in the MVP conversation, uh, putting up numbers that he hasn't done in you know several years. People thought he was on the decline. So shout out him. It's you know, it's an odd year, and I think you know it used to be the even year Giants that everyone talked <laughs> about that would just kind of sneak their way into the postseason. But this year, you know, they're on top of what everyone thought to be the two powerhouses, the Padres and Dodgers. Um, so yeah, that should be one heck of a, I guess, a wild card game between theoretically San Diego and the Dodgers, but the Cincinnati Reds are tight on their heels actually for that second wild card spot. Let's go so that's, Reds! That's what I'm seeing in the NL as of right now. Um, and uh, it's actually funny. Just got to shout out the Cubs for unloading everyone at the trade deadline. <laughs> uh, Chris Bryant went over to those Giants that we were talking about. Um, so kind of the that end was of the crazy. The Cubs got rid of who they get rid of Schwarber, Rizzo, um, whoever you just said, um, uh, and Javi right. Baez, right? Javi Baez right. as well. Yeah. Yep. Like what? That entire infield in a, a basically a forty-eight hours, seventy-two hours span. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was an all-out rebuild effort. It was a crazy deadline. There was so much action going on. Uh, you saw the Indians unload a couple guys, but. Kept, kind of kept their core. They just unloaded expiring contracts. Um, so they kind of conceded the division to the White Sox. And realistically, in the AL, you're seeing a tight AL East with the Rays, uh, Yankees, and Red Sox have been tailing off as of late. Uh, but the Yankees are in third. And then the AL West, is like the A's and Astros are kind of two that you'd block in there. Um, so it's it'll be a fun race, fun pennant race here. Weird with the tribe kind of not being in it, but you and I are probably both hoping for our uh, re regular season wins bet. Uh, we we were thinking they're going to be an over five hundred team, have you know a good amount of capital tied I mean, up in that bet. We were ten games over. I was feeling really good. Yeah, we now just, we're three we just, games under as oh, of this recording. Uh, oh man! And we don't have Francona managing. We got a guy, Demarlo Hale. Oh, not, uh, I mean, we yeah. talk about rebuilds. I think it's a perfect segue into talking about my fantasy team. I need a total rebuild. From last place yep. last season, Zaj. Um, 
I don't know where I'm at in the draft uh, lineup yet, so I guess I can't speak to my own thing. But if you have the number one pick, who are you taking? If if you're me and you have an intense affinity for the Carolina Panthers without much reason, uh, you'd take McCaffrey because he's coming off an injury season. Uh, but you still have to believe he has that talent to put up the numbers that he can. And yeah, last year, you, you tell yourself he'll be fresh, you know, that he'll be fresh yeah, off exactly. the injury season. You know, took took the offseason light, rested yeah, everything. He'll be fresh. But I think there's I think there's a legitimate case that can be made for four players. It'd be Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry alongside McCaffrey. I don't know if there's a clear separating factor between the four of them. Like Dalvin Cook, you could also say he had the injury card before, but last year, absolutely dynamite out there. Um, and I think Henry might be the best of them all, but he just doesn't catch the ball quite as much as the other guys. So here's a guy who I think even as a rookie was a top five pick. I, I like those takes there, by the way. But what what's going on with Saquon Barkley? Is is he going to have a big year? I mean, he's he's looking like he's going in the back of the first round now, pick nine, pick ten. I got to think someone's going to maybe jump at him in our league, pick five, six. You could make the argument that he's fresh. Um, you know, he he's hasn't taken as many bumps and bruises, but realistically, yeah, some I think he would be a guy you're buying low. You could see some someone in your league kind of snatch him up early. So yeah, this is going to be makeshift draft prep we're going to do here in the next couple of minutes for you because I don't know if we'll do another episode before. Probably do one right before the NFL season. Realistically, maybe the yeah. the week after week one in college football and right before. I, you know, I'm spitballing that, here. But that sounds like a good time. That sounds like a good time to do one. Let's put it on the calendar. Um, yep. First, if you if you're late in the round and you're going to take a receiver, um, who are, who are you taking? Are you taking Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs? You go you go somewhere else. I, I think I'm going to do Stephon Diggs. Him and Josh uh, Allen looked like a great combo last year. Dude, I like the Diggs call because he all does he do? He just snap his hands are unbelievable he'll just make catches Devonte adams is the other guy you throw in that group with rogers officially back um i would still i would probably lean Diggs and deandre hopkins just behind them and most of the rankings that you'd look at um man i i Diggs is the one that sticks out to me as well um and i don't i don't know tyreek hill can win you a matchup on his own several weeks i think that that was on notice last year quite a bit but for me, I, I love Diggs in that offense. Man, oh man, they're they're a treat. When when will you take a quarterback? I mean, I know Ooh. it's going to obviously be t- time and situation in the draft. But are you a guy that will, will take Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson in the second round? I uh, I did. I, I like Jalen Hurts this that. year. I think he might be an early pick for me. Kyler Ooh. Murray, he's a guy. Jalen Hurts. Hurts, yeah. Ooh. So. For me, I, I made the error of taking Lamar early last year in a league, and I just felt like I never recovered from it. Like, in that, if you get an injury to a running back, you don't, you like, it's harder to replace that than it is a quarterback. If you, I, I yeah. don't know, if you, if you make an investment in a quarterback early, like one of those guys, you aren't going to want to replace them very easily. And Lamar Jackson just had his, kind of bum weeks, um, and, and that's not with respect to him, but, like, the Ravens' yeah. offense would often get ahead, and then they didn't need him. I don't know. So Yeah, no, I, I get it. For me, I'm going to wait on taking a quarterback this year. Maybe the lone exception to that would be Josh Allen. Um, like, if, if he were uh-huh. there, him, or you, you mentioned Kyler. I think those people, they can do enough with their legs 
in any given game that they're probably worth that maybe round three, four action. I'd prefer to wait till seven myself. Um, and I like guys that have that scrambling ability, but running first is not their MO. So it could be a Justin Herbert, could be, uh, you know, maybe a Russell Wilson, maybe guys that, I don't know. Those are kind of the names that I like. Even Tannehill's rated pretty high this year in, in terms of rankings. He's like a number 11 quarterback. So a lot of things I mean, to yeah. consider. Um, I, and I, I've seen Burrow at like 12 or 13 with Matt Stafford right on his heels. Stafford in a new uniform. Wow. For what could he do in L.A.? I see that. Yeah, I, I like waiting for quarterbacks. There's a lot of guys back there. I mean, that's he's the 13th quarterback. I'd be happy to have him starting. And there's only 12 to 12 team league. Exactly. Yeah, I, I like I like waiting for a quarterback. I like going for the running back or receiver. I, I kind of try to do best available first two rounds, but I hope it's a running. I mean, I want to do one running back, one receiver. Preferably, that's what I you know that's what everyone would like to do for some balance. But but sometimes there's a good tight end up there, you know. Yeah, Travis hey, Kelsey's going in the first round right now. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially in PPR leagues. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. All right. Who's the next tight end? Darren Waller. Waller is yeah, he's a freak of nature. Um, all right, you've been asking me a couple of questions. I'm going to flip the script on you, and you know, off the top of your head, if you can, give me a guy that is a later round steal, maybe like round ten or lower, and, and you know, you can just approximate this. Just a guy that ten or lower. That you know that that could be give or take. Who's a guy that would be at that wide receiver, running back kind of flex position for you? Um, might start out the year on your bench, but could get a uh, could move into a starting role. That's I know that's really off the off the hinge there. So um, let me let me think real quick. I I I want to think more running back receiver wise. I can I give you a guy. I can give you a guy for me if you if you want to buy some time and think about it. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm looking now at the tenth round, what they're projecting. Yeah. Um, ninth, tenth round. And I actually, I like Jalen Waddles projected last pick of the ninth round from Miami. Yeah. I, I kind of like that pick. I mean, he's a young rookie. He's got a lot of upside. He can, he can fly. Um, and he's with his former quarterback. So I, I kind of like that. All right. I like Waddle. Keep I was on Jalen Waddle late. I was going to talk kind of rookies as well. And one of them being Trey Sermon over in that 49ers offense. Yeah, I, think I drafted him. So I already had a draft for one of my leagues, and I picked him in the first round because it was like a rookie draft kind of. Oh, okay. Because we're it's a we like it's a dynasty, so we keep our entire team, but oh, we nice. draft rookies. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Hey, there's any, was, any variations. All right, yeah. any final takes on fantasy? I'm not coming in last this year. That's my take. That's your take. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Noted. We'll have the script yeah. on that one. Yeah, um, no, I, again, I, I have not had a draft just quite yet, but I, I'll be looking out for a couple of guys. Like, I, I think you w- you can not win your draft in the first three rounds, but you can lose it is kind of the way I view it. Um, it you know, you can pick a guy that has some injury history or whatever. That That's where I really just try not to go anything too crazy, you know? In those first three rounds, I'm going to look for the guys that have been there before, can avoid injuries. Like a guy to me that I think is a little risky yeah. that'll be in that second round is DeAndre Swift. Don't get me wrong, I love his talent, but I think he's like you want guys that are consistent that are getting you yeah. 10 points a week. 
I got a little too risky, I think, in our league last year. I think I took Clyde Edwards Alaire late in the first round. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, he was kind of slotted there. Everyone thought, you know, he's in Kansas City, perfect backfield, but he wasn't too productive and he was banged up throughout the year. So it was it'll be interesting. I mean, he's still gonna be a high round pick this year, but um yeah, I, I like taking experience. I think that's something I'm gonna try to keep in mind. And uh yeah, just hope for the best. It's it's I think it really comes down to the first few weeks of uh whether you make trades, whether you, you find someone off the waiver wire um, based on an injury, you know, week to week. So you really got to just pay attention if you want to be in the playoffs. Yeah, no, you know, paying attention is a huge part of it. Uh, so one question for you before you get off. Where are you going to take a kicker this year? You, you still drafting up for pocket? <laughs> I love getting a top tier kicker. Like I'm not afraid once I have a starting lineup pretty much to go get one of the best kickers available on an offense that's going to score a lot. I think, I think it literally pays off. I think, I mean, or you could go the other route and say, Hey, I'll take a kicker late and I'll rotate based on what team's playing, what defense and pick up kickers. But that's, I'm a lazy guy. Let me take the best kicker available. Don't worry about that position. Fair. No, Hey, you know yourself better than, better than the rest <laughs> of the league. So I, I am one of those guys that'll do matchups and sometimes you get screwed doing that. So there, there is a drawback with it. Um, All right. I think that was a good amount of fantasy. Let's talk the other football realm because it's going to be upon us even sooner is the college football game. Um, we have a couple matchups starting on Saturday, August 28th to kick is, off week one. Can I, before you even talk about the matchups, is Oklahoma and Texas both in the SEC? Is that like official for this season? Not yet. Like they, they have made the move to like the agreement that they are moving there not effective until like 2025 i believe oh uh, okay totally okay makes okay so we're we're in a normal season or is there 18 playoffs this year that's official is that a, i don't believe that is official oh man like all right you you talk about the matchups i'll, I'll get on google all right cool because we've got a couple of week one matchups that i think are going to be dynamite and so like i said week one starts on saturday august 28th so you'll have a couple of games to wet your whistle um, and none of those really will move the needle that day, but they will be college football games nonetheless. That will be your start to week one, but the action really picks up uh, Labor Day weekend, and you've got Bama facing off with the U, number one versus number 14. That'll be in the afternoon, and we get a little ACC-SEC matchup, Clemson versus Georgia, number three versus number five. You and I will be on a golf trip uh, after playing, I don't know, probably 36 holes that day. I don't, I don't understand exactly how that works, but 730 <laughs> Clemson, Georgia will be kicking off. Um, and that should be a real treat of a matchup. So you're getting a couple of high powered offenses going after each other week one. And then um, Ohio state will take on Oregon week two. Um, that'll be a noon game on September 11th. Actually, uh, Ohio state gets Minnesota to open up and Oregon. Oh, I'm blanking on Oregon, but. They, they, you know, both of those teams you'd presume will be favored in their week one matchup could be another top 10 clash in week two. Um, so I, uh, I'm excited for the start of the year. I feel like these are some better non-conference matchups than you would see under normal, normal circumstances. So this year you'll have fans in the stands and people will be going wild just to tailgate and get out and have a normal football season experience once again. Yeah. And you know, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, they all have new starting quarterbacks this year. So I think that's going to be an exciting thing as well is, is you know, which one of those guys can step up and keep the excellence of those those programs and which guys are going to falter. Because I, I bet one of those three teams doesn't have 
I bet one of those three teams loses three games this year. Wow. Okay. That's a down year. take. Yeah. That, that's a take. Write it down. Um, um, who are you thinking yeah. for Heisman? Who are you thinking for Heisman? I, I, the, the leader in the clubhouse betting favorite is Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma. Um, I will say I have a future on Sam Howell of the Tar Heels. Uh, he's coming out this year. He's okay. slated to be the number one pick in some mock drafts. He's only 6'1", 220. Matt Miller from Bleacher Reports calling him the Baker Mayfield of this year. And I was like, well, Baker won Heisman. I mean, he kind of is, yeah. So I'll take the I'll take the plus 1,000 odds and roll the dice with him. CJ Stroud's like plus 1,200 or something like that. Yeah, uh, I was going to say Stroud's. Heavily favored with Ohio He's State. not as much of a runner, though. Yeah, we can run. You know, he, he's going to have 500 rushing yards if he plays the whole season, I think, which is, like, good if he can throw 40 touchdowns. I mean, it depends what the other players do. Some SEC numbers have been crazy the past couple of years. Right. Mac Jones and Joe Burrow. Fair enough. Yeah. So, so who knows? One of, maybe a guy out of the SEC. I, I, there could be a, there's going to be a couple dark horses, right? You would think. You would think. Can I give you a dark horse? The the Purdue quarterback. He's a transfer from UCLA. He's gonna have a big year for Purdue. All right. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but I. I don't either. That's my dark horse. (laughs) I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna look it up here. I'm gonna. I will say his name on the pod for to give him some respect. Oh, how you know? You just get on the social media rabbit hole sometimes, and and you're watching highlights of the UCLA transfer Purdue quarterback, but he looked good in the highlights, Sag, I'm telling you. All right. Hey, (laughs) that'll be duly noted. Um, Let's see here. I'm looking at the QB room. Um, Yeah, no, no one's sticking out as a starter. Uh, All right. Not worth wasting the time on him, but we'll, we'll get there. Purdue, Purdue quarterback. Yeah, college. We'll get there with football, guys. You know, I think that's all we all you need to know. We'll have another episode right in between, probably this first week of college and the first week of the NFL. Couple, so. couple of top ten teams we didn't call out though. Iowa State coming in at number seven in the preseason. Hey. You know, they had a great year under Matt Campbell last year. He said, "Oh, I'm sticking. I'm sticking here." You know, when he reportedly had better job offers. Uh, so they are a team to be reckoned with, I would say. Especially after 2025, when there's going to be four teams in the Big 12. They're going to get an automatic bid every year. They just got to beat freaking Kansas State. That's right. Yeah, Kansas State. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> um, Bill Snyder no longer coaching for Kansas State. I believe, what is he, like 90 now? He was their coach forever, right? and I don't think he's still at the helm. Um, but no, uh, should be. Uh, like, I'm excited for college football. I feel like last year, you know, it was great to watch on TV and everything. But man, I would like to get to a game at some point if if everything bodes well. I might catch some ACC action here down in the Carolinas if if I can. Maybe even see Clemson pop into town at some point. So we'll see what what unfolds there, Frank. I think maybe we shift into uh, um, a little final. I think I, was, I think I was wrong about the playoff expansion it's proposed still still proposed okay but yes let's let's move into the world wait sorry one i'm gonna interrupt one second austin burton name of the quarterback uh for purdue so that's your guy burton all right um so let's talk markets zadge um s&p 500 having a great year tough day today down one percent but up almost 20 percent on the year up almost a hundred percent from the bottom of uh, the pandemic back in March of 2020. And uh, I mean, just overall, it seems like 
things are positive for the most part. GDP growth has been strong. It averaged six and a half percent in the first two quarters of this year. Um, and the labor market was pretty strong in July. And um, like, you know, the unemployment rate is still above 5%, but it's going down still. And the big thing that I thought was interesting was there's actually more job openings than there are unemployed individuals right now in the US. So there's just a mismatch kind of in the labor market. Um, you know, employees wanting more money, different things causing different things there. But overall, it seems like the market's hot. There's, I don't know, what what are your takes? I can give some some scares later on. Some scares, I like that. Um, no, like you said, it was a rougher day today. I think they said it's worst day in over a month or something like that. And it wasn't even that bad of a day comparatively to, you know, think about this time last year, the volatility was next level. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, it was. It, it, I mean, it was next level. I like that. It seemed like every single day there's a chance that it could be up or down like three, three to five percent, and it was just like, okay, what kind of roller coaster are we on? Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the Fed did just have minutes released. Was it last week or something of that nature that they do? Or it, I think the news came out a little bit prior to that, but they do plan to um, start increasing rates. Not immediately, but they just gave a hint that down the road here, uh, you know, looking into 2022, you know, they are at least going to take it up to 25 basis points. Um, so, so with that on the horizon, I think the markets have reacted fairly, I, I think, like I said, not as volatile. Like they, they've been a little, it's been a little steadier as of late. And um, I don't know, looking at my own portfolio, I've had some losers. I'm not going to lie. I've had some, some <laughs> that haven't been as steady. Uh, looking at you, Root, uh, Mike Geraci, had to call Look you out. Root. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, that hurt me too. Don't worry. Um, definitely looking at Geraci on that one. But he left, you know, he got out. Um, but I think the stock's still hurting him a little bit too. So no need to rub, <laughs> no need to rub it in for him. But, no, uh, that's, no, that's not my point here. But and yeah, I, but I, I agree the... You go. Sorry, you finished. I just have a funny question for you. My mom was thinking about getting my baby cousin a stock for his birthday. She said she wants to be progressive, and she's like, "I'm thinking maybe like get him like a little tyke stock." I'm like, "I don't one. I don't know if they have a ticker. Two, uh, you know, I appreciate your audacity there, but I don't know if that's the best company. You might want to look into the financials on that." I was wondering, you know, and she's like, what kind of stock would you recommend? You know, if it's going to be one they hold up till, you know, they're 18 or you know, at least until they start getting into stocks themselves. And I was biased because I hold some shares of it. But I was like, I still think Live Nation's one that's not going anywhere for a while. And you can tell them, hey, every concert, you know, that sells out, that's that's helping your stock as he gets older. Great idea. Get them into music a little bit, too. So it, it's, you know, it's at a decent price point right now. But. I was wondering if there's any other stocks that you might think, you know, besides maybe the obvious big tech ones that likely will still be around in 20 years, but it's just like, man, I, I think that's a pretty cool idea to get, get them in early uh, on something. I do like that as a gift. I'm going to probably be gifting kids stocks when, they, when I'm a little bit older and <laughs> my friends have kids. <laughs> I feel like all the other parents would get mad too. Like uh, the parents of the kid would be like, well, what do we do with this? Like yeah. go take it to your broker. <laughs> exactly. Um, that is good. Um, speaking of your mom birthday gifts, so I, I I have one company, Smith. It's an ice cream company. Um, uh -huh. I don't know if they'll be around in twenty years, but it's a fun investment because you're investing in ice cream for a kid. But your mom 
totally different subject. How about interrupts my birthday this year and just ices me in the middle of my party um, with a, a smear off ice, James? What, what was that all about? Just out of, yeah, out of the blue. My mom, she's been wilding lately, I guess. If she <laughs> saw it, she saw it in the fridge. She just, she was in the neighborhood, if you will, and she put two and two together. Gives me a call and just like, hey, I might uh, ice Frank for his birthday. And I'm like, you know what? I'm 500 some miles away, and I'm just like, go for it. You know, that's your yeah, great idea, not mine. So, you know, hey, she just wanted you to make sure you're having a fun time. And uh, yeah, I heard you, took like a champ. heard you took it like a champ. And uh, third one of the day, it was tough. Yeah, that's what it, it was built tough, character, but, you know. Yeah, built, built built a lot of character. This market's been building my character too. And, and you know, we said it's up a lot, almost 100%. But, you know, it's up for good reason. We said uh, over basically almost everyone's reported second quarter earnings now. And the earnings are up 101% versus the same quarter a year ago. So, so really earnings are backing this rally for the most part. But looking forward, Zed, we have a couple scares. And I, I don't know if you have any takes on it, but there's inflation scares. Uh, which is, I think, tough to predict, tough to even understand. And then there's there's COVID variant scares. We have the Delta variant. I think Delta Plus is is starting to linger around. I don't know what's coming next, but but do you think those things are something to be worried about, or you know, what are you doing about those two scares? I think just to preface this, this is our two minute drill. I think we wrap wrap up the episode here. I, I think there is legitimate scares here because like you're seeing. Uh, and I'm no scientist. Who am I kidding? But I, I I do think there's legitimate case for like my my county just reinstituted a mask mandate, and yeah. I think that's happening more and more across the U.S. I, I don't think businesses are going to go you know back into a full lockdown or shutdown or anything like that. But you're going to see more and more precautions taken, and uh, there is probably a, a demographic out there that won't be spending the money that they thought they might like that they were saving up and planning to do. So as much as tourism's getting back and people are flying places doing things, I think we might see that pulled back just a little bit to the extent that it's a legitimate scare. So I'll, I'll buy that one. Um, yeah, so yeah, I agree. I think there could be some, you know, interesting, inter I mean, I just think the world is such a weird place that you you never know what's gonna happen going forward. So, you've had some great <laughs> takes in this episode. The world is such a weird place. Yeah, I, I do agree I with mean, that. I mean, uh, yeah, it's also, just so so who knows what's going to happen? I mean, the, the monetary policy that we have right now, the fiscal policy, it's all just it's un unbeknownst what we're doing. So we'll see how it everything pans out. Yeah. Back to your first one, though, inflation. It's not something that we've seen happen on, on a uh, short term level. Like we haven't seen it, it's obviously occurred over the last 20 years of our lifetime, but we haven't seen it like in a boom right away manner. I think now you might be seeing it at one of those manners. You might see price hikes on the things that you normally wouldn't. Um, like in a, I kind of think it's like self-fulfilling prophecy too, that like everyone starts talking about inflation and then like CEOs and managers are like, maybe we should raise our own prices. And then just, yeah. what do you know? There's inflation in the economy. Snowball, snowball, exactly. It's now, kind of a snowball effect when, when the media starts running with it. It's always the, it always goes back to the media. So that's the next take. Never trust the media. Don't trust the media. That's right. Um, all right. I think we wrap it up right there. Um, I think so. Go into a song of the week, and I'm going to look at you. This is not planned, but at Hinterland, who's a who's an artist that stood out to you? And can you can you give me one song that people should listen to that you saw in your in your festival? 
Oh man, I think my favorite song to see see live was Texas Sun by Leon Bridges and I can't I'm not I'm gonna pronounce it wrong, but Krungbang, Krangbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were I mean Krangbin was a really interesting uh performance, but they were pretty cool. And then they Leon came out with them for one song during their performance and they played Texas Sun. Um yeah. and so that was that's I think that's a great one to just listen to all of Leon and all of Krungbin. Yeah, those are two my, of, the songs of the week. Love it. That's great stuff. Um, with that, I think we'll let you go. Enjoy. Good luck with your fantasy football drafts. We'll, uh, we're looking forward to the start of a football season. It's almost upon us. So uh, draft well, stay well, and play well.